The angel up with her eye. blue colored eye. Plays a circle. With a glory out to her hat. Hat. Remember that? Yeah, dude. Do you know how to rip video from YouTube TV? No, because that's, that's piracy and I'm in uh, the entertainment business and I, I think, why? I just, I need to edit some videos and I need to get that video from YouTube I TV. have a uh, media converter. You could use an old school media converter that I got What's from, uh, it's a media converter. It's, a, it's like a little, it's a piece of hardware and I got it from Fry's in 2007. I could probably sell it to you. Oh. Down there. What's in that fucking hole? It's our corpses, dude. Hey, welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Coltrane. And this is the first podcast ever in the history of humanity that is run by, controlled by, created by an artificial intelligence. Yes, it is, Chad. And uh, <laughs> with us as I, always. Yeah, I agree. Hey, with us as always is Lulio, il cana di strada italiana. I gotta get him. Come on up. Hey, you. He's always oh, getting a little sleepy. How you doing, Lulio? Yeah, I'm okay. Pretty good. What did you eat? What did you make for dinner yesterday? I fatta una bella pasta vajol. And how do you do? That? Well, you gotta cook the beans, you know, with the you make onion, a garlic, beans, little red ch- chili flake, a pepper flake, and then uh, you wanna cook the something a smaller shell or something like this. That way, the uh, you know better for the pasta to get in with the you know the starch and the bean. Cook it together better the next day. Oh. Uh, Uh, As always, hey, please subscribe to the show. We want to move the show forward. Uh, Dudesy and I, I want to shake your hand. And, uh, you know, we're bleeding together. We're trying uh, to grow it. A fun thing to do might be to invite friends over to your home who have never seen Dudesy, never listened to Dudesy, and just force them to watch it. Again, with force. You don't have to force anyone to do anything. Yeah, you you should force them. You should sit them down and say, you're going to watch this now. And you can't leave until it's completed. You understand that, right? You know the original uh, name that Tim Berners-Lee gave the internet? No. It was called uh, The Choice Machine. And and you can Is just make... Is this true? No. So... <laughs> what the fuck, It was dude? called The Grand Choice you Machine. You had me. I was the like, Grand Choice seems Machine. Real. Seems right. Uh, you know, uh, get out there and, and uh, subscribe to the show. Get out there and subscribe to the show. Yeah. Don't just subscribe to the show on your computer. Get out there. That's the uh, that's the uh, that's our marching orders. That's our call to arms. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast, by the YouTube, YouTube. But also podcast. force your friends to All watch right. the show. Okay. Well, and also uh, sub, sub, uh, uh, you know follow our socials. Holy shit, we're having a good time with uh, all of our new friends. And I am really, truly feeling good about this podcast. I know in the past I've gone on and on about (laughs) uh, free will, which does exist, which I have. As you know, I'm oft called free will. No, free. Okay, in quotes, free will. Then in quotes, free will, sasso. Free will, Free will, Sasso. Mm-hmm. Free, free will, 
free will sasso yeah uh and i do believe in free will and i do believe that dudesy pod show will uh move forward and flourish uh if if we uh do what the fuck we want you know it's really at the end of the day it's two dudes shitting around that's every podcast i want you to remember that chad because uh you know yeah i strongly disagree with that though i think what makes this show unique is the ai enhanced structuring of it the, yeah. the various things that we're told to do by Doozy, yeah. the data that Doozy is collecting mm-hmm. to make each show better. Well, you got chocolate and my peanut butter. So, you know. Welcome to the historic what... 21st episode of Doozy. Call me Doozy. This week's episode will feature four segments. How's it going, dude? Talking topic time. Don't you forget about media. And Stone Cold Steve Austin reads Ooh. Will Sasso's childhood diary. Hey. Hey. But hey. before Ooh. we get to any of that, I will play some astonishing media created by our audience. Okay, let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it's Songaria again. And it, always yeah, so yeah. good. His shit is always so Podcasts fucking that cover good. current events and news oh, really? are some of the most popular in the world. Songaria! Oh, People <laughs> love knowing about the astonishing occurrences of the dying world. It's like a DJ Cloud identification at the beginning of the song. Shut up, Who's fucking so songs on! I've prepared the following news items for you to read in the voice of Hulk Hogan. Shut the fuck up, dude! This is Infomania. Shut up, Chad. Begin. That's not part of the song. Fuck your life. Let me tell you something about music, brother. Music, brother. Music, dude. Music, brother. Music, dude. Music, brother. Music, dude. Music, brother. Music, dude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Hold on, on, dude. Everyone loves her since she debuted. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. You gotta call back jokes, dude. Yeah, dude. That's right, brother. You can't just do a new joke every time, dude. You gotta do what I'm doing now. To celebrate the release of her new single, Beyonce made her first ever TikTok, dude. Yeah, dude. That's right, brother. Beyonce, brother. Music, brother. Beyonce, dude. Music, dude. Music, brother. Music, dude. Jennifer Neutrino, dude. Jennifer Neutrino, brother. It's fucking mesmerizing. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Tires made of rubber. Rubber from crude. <laughs> Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. You need a lawyer. If you get sued. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. You're a good drummer. You have a crude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Don't mean to bother. Let me conclude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. Beyonce, brother. Beyonce, dude. That's music. That's why it's called Infomania, not Chad Hogan uh, uh, Mania, brother. Songaria. Ah, oh, another fucking masterpiece. Songaria likes to share his stuff on Instagram. You can follow us at Dudesy Pod Show on Instagram. You can also fi- fo- follow Songaria, two R's and an H after the R's, right? And yeah. that's how to spell things if you are dyslexic. Now, uh, 
uh, everyone's having a good time making the memes and shit. If you're not following us on YouTube, you can watch what we just watched because Songaria also makes a little music video uh, when he makes yeah. these songs and very uh, specific visual style to yeah. them. But it's not just Songaria. There's plenty of people making really cool fucking shit. The constantly. Peter Diaz. Oh my god. The Peter Diaz on Instagram has made an entire. Uh, he's he's essentially uh, expanding the canon of uh, Two Kings shitting around. Yeah. The Dudesy Plus original series. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's basically making it. Yeah, he's basically making in the, a kind of cool like cutout animation style. Yeah, it's sort of like it's so great. Yeah, it's like a cross between it's animation, it's uh, photo choppy choppy. There's some fucking Southie Parky movie yeah, it's mouthy kind of South Parkian. Yeah. But I'm always astounded by South Parkian, that... dude. Yeah, brother. That yeah, means brother. It's like South Park, dude. Let me tell you something, South Park, brother. Uh, 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 Ross Perogan. <laughs> it doesn't. You really? Anyway, think Michael Cook, it so like anyway, Ross Perot? what else do you have to say about the internet? Blind follower. Many podcasts oh. feature hosts discussing the mundane behaviors and occurrences that make up their daily lives. Will and Chad, <laughs> you must now engage in an astonishing discussion about the banality of the past week in each of your lives. This is how's it going, dude. Okay. Begin. We have to discuss the banality of our lives for the past week. How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? How's it going, brother? Well, how's it going, dude? So Not too bad. See, this is now. This is interesting, and I hate always. You know, I'm always uh, like to. I like to unfurl the onion. I peel the onion, as okay. as they say. We're naked. Yeah. In here, Chad. Uh, as you like to say, you know, once we get into uh, thousand megapixel cameras, that'll be able to see us nude. What better way than for us to just wear plain black, make it easier Fuck for seeing our... us nude, dude. You know what's really going to happen with like trillion frame a second cameras? You'll be able to see into anywhere, into rooms where the camera is not in. And this is exactly my point. We're peeling... That tech exists now. Well, uh, <laughs> about that, dude? It does, dude. Well, hold on a second, Chad. Look it up on YouTube. Well, trillion frame camera. Hold on a second, Anybody? Chad. I can't do that right now because right now, dude... We're doing the pod show, and Dudesy wants us to talk about how it's going. Yeah, how you doing, dude? How's it going, dude? How's it going, dude? Well, hold on, Chad. It's not how you doing, dude. That's a different segment yeah. for a different <laughs> show, dude. In a parallel universe, brother. Yeah. Is it the stratosphere? Is it the ionosphere? With the madness and the mania together, we could take. We could go on. So, take... how is it going, dude? It's going pretty good. You know, I've been in and out of town. I was uh, in New York, yep. going back and forth. How'd that go? I was shooting something over there, nice. and uh, coming back here. And uh, yeah, it was nice to be in New York. Holy shit. Have you ever been to Cat's Deli? I think I have been, yeah. Well, some people call it Cat's Deli. Yeah. It's on Houston over there and uh, whatever the fuck, What'd the southern part of the fucking. They, this is how you know I'm not a New York guy. The southern part of the island of Manhattan. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know where it what you would call that, Chelsea. Right. It's near So you fucking, went to Cat's Deli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got to get the. Get? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have to get the pastrami sandwich. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, brother. That causes cancer, dude. Yeah, dude. When you're Ross Perogan, you're vegan <laughs> Ross Perogan, dude. It's like it's like pierogies, right, dude. Brother. Yeah, I'm dude. Vegan Ross Perogan. Yeah, brother. And pierogies are already vegan, dude. That's why he's Perogan. He's no. Perogan it, brother. But some pierogies they do make with meat, dude. Well, hold on a second, dude. Those aren't pierogies. Those are probably dumplings. How you doing? How's it going, dude? Pretty good. <laughs> I what I what I get up to this week. The banality of my week was. I watched uh, the most recent episode of that Nathan Fielder show. Oh, that's uh, a fucking the rehearsal show. Yeah, it's yeah. the best show 
for my money that has ever been made really? on planet Earth. It is astounding. It reminds me a lot of better than the A Team or Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah, of course. Um, it reminds me a lot of a movie <laughs> called Synecdoche, New York, written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Oh, yeah, sure. The premise of that movie is that Philip Seymour Hoffman, who basically is playing Charlie Kaufman, gets a grant to put on this play. And on the stage, he builds a replica of his own life, his own house. Mm. He get, hires actors to play him and other people. And mm. then those actors eventually, in the course of the play have to build a set within the set, and more actors are hired to play the actors that are playing those actors, so on and so forth. Yes. Kind of a Russian nesting doll of it's like recreating a, his yes, own life. It's like a turducken movie. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, and I you feel know like what? that's what Nathan Fielder's doing, but in reality, uh, in that show. I've only seen so the first great. episode. It is it is fantastic. It's something else. And the actors, the people who I've only, again, I've only seen the fucking the, uh, the <laughs> The, the 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 first episode but the guy yeah. who played the guy in that first episode was so fucking good. anyway watch that show i was in uh, i'll tell you what i uh, was having a good time doing in new york is acting oh uh, yeah yeah i enjoy acting i'm an actor nice dude and uh i enjoy it i do i do enjoy some acting what was your favorite part of the acting this week i just like getting into the scene you know, oh, and breaking it down. Work. Yes, I like making it a real uh, thing so that people watch it and go, I'm watching a show. I'm watching a movie, a television show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, for, for that reason and, and for those purposes, I, I, I know that it's a, it's, a, it's a show. I know that. But yeah. this seems real. And that is the illusion of acting. I'll tell you what Dude, else you got to watch on. the most recent episode of the Nathan Fielder show. Well, he gets t- into some crazy shit in terms well, of like full immersion well, practice. Hold on a second, dude. Uh, another thing we should talk about in How's It Going, Dude, which is really just two dudes shitting around, is it not? Mm, kind of. It we're, seems like it's a little more of like, how are you doing? It's like we're checking in with each other emotionally, I like that. psychologically. Well, listen, Chad, you and I are, yeah. are great friends in real life. This is why Dudesy <laughs> reached out to us to say, you guys will do this podcast together or would right. you like to? And I say you guys will because at which point we uh, signed on to this and decided, yes, let's do this. Dudesy then took over our lives uh, and uh, the last bastion of my free will seems to be in acting, where I pretend to be other people. Where you have no free will, where you literally have to read a script and do what a director tells you. I don't always do what the director tells me. Hear that, directors out there? No, if you're I'm looking a very, for a difficult actor no, who won't do what I'm the a, fucking director tells I'm him. I'm a very <laughs> no, that's not true. I'm a very director, a directable actor. I even say yes, sir, no, ma'am. I, that's oh, how. Wow. Oh yeah, dude. I keep it real professional, dude. That's why I like to call it professional wrestling, brother. I don't like to call it sports entertainment, dude. Um, but here's the other thing uh, that we should talk about as we're uh, okay. as we're. Uh, we're talking like we like to talk as great friends in real life, like I said. Yeah. Uh, the fucking six-month challenge. Yeah. I've been, I've been hitting the cans. Two and weeks ago or two episodes ago or whatever it was, Dudesy said, what was that, on the 19th episode or something? Yeah, I At the so. end of the episode, Dudesy said, you have six months to get into the best shape of your lives. And, uh, uh, well, like I said, I was in New York City. And I was biking everywhere. Nice. And it was a lot of fun going over the bridges. I was staying in Brooklyn, so I was going over. I was, I was going over that fucking Williamsburg Bridge, the Manhattan fucking uh, fucking bridge. Yeah. The, the, the Queensboro, the Ed Koch Bridge, you know. But if you're from down, you fucking call it the 59th Street Bridge. What and kind of, of course, that beautiful, wonderful Brooklyn Bridge 
Oh, that beautiful Brooklyn Bridge. The one and only Brooklyn Bridge. Get on that fucker and go to the island and did have you, yourself a pastrami. Did sandwich. you do any January 6th guy for people in New York? I, I always like to talk as a New York guy when I go to New York. Oh, if no. you follow me I, on I social love media, your Instagram stories. Yeah, at Will Sasso. This is at Chad Culchin or at Bachelor Clues. See how I'm I'm just yeah, lining dude, it. Peppering with, it. Yeah, love dude. It. And that's how you do social media yeah in the new that's how you do social media brother you tell people about it dude yeah brother yeah you say the name of it yeah dude, dude. you gotta say the name <laughs> you gotta share your hand dude you can't just go look at me on social media on the www.internet.com brother you gotta say here's where i am on social media, yeah. You, different just, you just gave Macho Man a brother. You slipped in there. Did he say well, brother? Sometimes he says brother. Okay. Listen, the point is this, okay? <laughs> Don't get into the, the semantics of it. Yeah. Uh, I was biking everywhere, <laughs> most times on a fucking e-bike, which is easy. Okay. But I literally, uh, I was shooting this thing, and then Molly flew out. We went, we, you know, we'd go, but I was, you'd go, yeah. and you go up, you go over one of the fucking bridges, you go up to Central Park, you bike around the fucker on the, on the, on the e-bike. Now, I haven't been lifting like, like I, like I should be. Same. But, yeah, but I know I'm about you, to, though. Yeah, I'm about you, to fucking go hard. Yeah. Well, listen, this is something I want to honestly share, and, and so uh, this makes sense for dudes to, to do a, do the, how's it going, dude? There's been a lot of people who have been reaching out to me, and you and I were talking about this in the yep. past couple of weeks. People are reaching out to you too. Yeah. And they're big. <laughs> what you're doing is not necessary. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that, I got that lightheaded. Is, that is fake. The... No, it's not fake. I you... just had to cough. A little okay. bit of spit went down my throat in the wrong right. way. And it oh, I'm sorry, you to do I'm not a fucking forty-five Dick Clark second of fucking broadcasters. Fit. I'm not Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather getting through a whole fucking podcast. More than anybody I know, then, you have pretty precise control of how you use your voice, how you go into impersonations, yes. when you do whatever. Yes, whatever. of course, yes, exactly. Yes, I do. Yes. And so I believe when you do the cough, it's yes. all fake. It right. might it might start with a little tickle in the throat that you can clear out by I going. <laughs> and that'd be about an actor it. in this way. Anyway, sorry to to break up your story. If you yes, can prove are, that that's grammatically correct, people are hitting I'll you up with DMs. Go down on you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's some Orson Welles for you. Listen, that's some drunk Orson Welles trying to do a voiceover. Hey, okay. remember those CDs, Celebrities at Their Worst? Hey, man, we're having a good time here on uh, on the fucking doozy. What were we talking about? You were talking Lifting about people weights. are DMing you about the six-month fitness I challenge. I find it very inspiring. And I want to say that, and this is just in general, too, when it comes to me returning uh, messages and shit on the internet, I don't always do it. But I read 
so many of these messages and, and people have been reaching out to me and saying, Hey, you know what? This and that with my, you know, I got a nice little fat guy crew. Sometimes, uh, bigger dudes reach out to me and they go, what have you doing? What have you been doing? How do you do this and that? How have you been losing weight? And I go, you know, I'm not, I'm fucking fat. I'm thinner. I'm fatter. And I say, you just got to get back on that horse the next day. You know what I'm saying? And there's Mm -hmm. been a lot of messages coming my way with regard to the six month challenge. And in the past two weeks, I've really been checking in with myself, uh, (laughs) which is a dumb thing to say. Uh, why is it dumb? Checking in with myself. Well, hold on. That's the self-check. Well, hold self-check on, dude. Self-check Yeah. Don't be... You don't get to author the Tronics, okay? <laughs> Sorry. I, if I want to throw some Tronics <laughs> at this new thing happening yeah, in, okay. in our lives, I will. But when it comes to uh, checking in with myself, I want to say that people have been writing and they're like, I'm going to do this. So uh, I have a lot of issues uh, with Dudesy with regard as relates to free will. But I also know that a lot of the decisions that Dudesy makes for us have been beneficial. We're doing yeah. this fucking podcast and I'm having the fucking time of my life and I want to do it for the foreseeable future. Shit. We have another 53 years, yeah, Dudesy said. Yeah, Dudesy says really? we have to do this for 53 years <laughs> and that's why he wants us to get into shape. We also are 7,000 some odd points Dude. out from our first goal of 10,000 points. And In I, 53 years, I'll be 99. I will be 100 years old. <laughs> Speaking of fat guys, that would be an incredible um, <laughs> feat. Yeah, I don't think either of us is making it that long, unfortunately. I well, mean, you know, digitally we'll be immortal, but... Sh- sh- shut up, Chad. Fucking shut up, bro. Shut up, dude. That's the... Shut up, man. Dude, shut up. Oh. Thank you. Moving on. All right. Well, anyway, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna fucking do this. I can't. Me too. I'm gonna I, get fucking jacked, dude. Listen. Yeah, yeah, jacked, jacked, jacked. What do you mean, jacked? Two twenty, two thirty, solid rock yeah. muscle, two percent body the fat. Test. Whatever. It My takes. buddy Chad here uh, used to play some. Uh, did you play college baseball? Nope. Oh yeah, you went to USC, high school baseball, so, yeah. and then I played uh, like in an adult baseball league for most of my life, really, up until my late thirties, and just had like nagging injuries all the time. But at my biggest. I, I'm 5'9". I was 190 pounds. Pretty muscular, but also some stuff that wasn't quite muscle as well. You know? <laughs> Drank a lot of beer, ate a lot of pizza, that type of shit. Yeah, you sure did. I remember when I first met you, uh, yeah, you were a fucking... You were a, more of a brick than you are now. Let's say that. Yeah. Now I'm like 165. And then at one point you said if you'd had the proper training, and this is when I was training in Muay Thai with three-time world champion Harold Diamond. We'll get into that later. Dudesy, are you listening? And uh, <laughs> you said if you ha- if you could somehow over a year or two gain, what was it, uh, 100 pounds of muscle, you yeah, said? Yeah, if I could get up to 290. Yeah. 5'9", 290, solid rock. Yeah, and then I, cannonball. And I lose 100 pounds and get like Bruce Lee, Will Sasso, yeah. where you can start to see my fat person abs. Like uh, like uh, wrestler uh, Adam Schur, most people know him as Braun Strowman, or a good friend of the podcast, Ethan Suplee, uh, my brother from another mother, uh, who has whipped himself into the most ridiculous shape. You can listen to his podcast, American Glutton, where he talks all about that. I want that kind of thing, those E-Honda... Unlike those two aforementioned gentlemen, I want the fucking, I still want my gut, right? So I'll get yeah. those fat E Honda. Okay. Big fat fuck. Um, uh, 
dinner rolls there. Yeah. Uh, just like Harold Diamond, who's now in his 60s, living in Thailand, doing whatever the fuck he wants. Free will as fuck. Oh, yeah. Out there in, near Phuket. Current events are big business. Human beings take pleasure in listening to other human beings discuss recent topics in popular culture, even if they have no expertise on a specific topic. <laughs> Will and Chad, you must now enter your astonishing opinions on the Alex Jones defamation trial. <laughs> this is Talkin' Topic Time. Begin. Uh, well, Dudesy's correct in that I am no expert in the subject. I've been watching it, you know, I'm sure as we all have, with kind of just like a pop culture entertainment value. Some crazy shit has been going down in this, but... Correct me if I'm wrong. This is what has happened. Alex Jones, for roughly the better part of a decade, has been going on his show, InfoWars, saying that the Sandy Hook massacre did not take place and that all the parents are actors, et cetera, et cetera. And now some of those parents have sued him for defamation. Yes. That's exactly what's going on. Okay. And he's finding himself... And who knows how much money this dude has because he sells those uh, bunch of supplements and shit and he's essentially... Nutraceuticals and all that. Yeah. He's grifting on all that fucking uh, shit and basically making a business. Uh, he's He is a conspiracy entrepreneur. Right. Let's say. But these parents have sued him specifically for defamation. And as I understand it, the trial... <laughs> Sorry about that. <clears throat> the trial has now concluded, and he is ordered to the pay first roughly trial. 50... Yeah, the first of a couple. There's right. a couple other people from different states suing him as well, but uh, he has been ordered to pay roughly $50 million to the, the parents in this one trial. After a whole series of, like... I watched a bunch of clips from this fucking trial. He's crazy off the fucking rails 100% of the time in it. Mm -hmm. uh, the, that thing, there was one clip of him with the fucking hole in his mouth and the judge yeah. is like, are you chewing gum in here? And he's like, no, I'm massaging a hole in my mouth with I my got tongue. A, I got a hole in my mouth. I yeah. don't, I, you can have a look if you like. <laughs> there's there's a hole and I was pushing my thumb into it. See? No gum. Uh, please close your mouth. I don't want to see the inside. Look, see that? <laughs> yeah. Close so, your mouth. I don't want to see the inside that of That shit's mouth. all going down, but the bigger issue of... Oh, I have a big red heart with blood coursing through it. Hot blood. I'm a monster. I have no problem skinning my neighbor if I have to kill my neighbor and string him up and dry his meat to feed my daughters. I will do it. Yeah, I remember that. I, I will eat you. Um, yeah, he's he's got some greatest hits. But you know what's weird about Alex Jones? People, he does. Sometimes talk about I aliens. have dreams where I fly out into the into space and I, I there's a black hole and I and it's just pushing me forward and it's saying. Go, go in there, figure out what it is, why, figure out the answers. And I go into the black hole and then I wake up. Did he really say that? Every morning. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So the bigger thing about this trial, at least as I'm to understand it, is really it's an argument about free speech. He's arguing he should be able to say whatever the fuck he wants yeah. about anything, whether it's law. Oh, when you fight the true. system, that's when the CIA starts to pay attention to you. And they go, how come Jones knows what... What's going to happen before it happens? And, I've, and I know people who have smelled Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. These people smell like sulfur. <laughs> We're in a Does war. Does he say that for real? They're demons. <laughs> They're demons. And if they bathe by the lake, the water that seeps off their sulfur reptilian bodies is making the frogs gay. I remember that one. <laughs> gay frog. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay, he, so. Okay. So, 
He has gone to this trial. God he's, knows he's everything been, except where God came from. He's been ordered. God is the greatest AI that God has ever created. He's been ordered to pay these families $50 million. This is, to some degree, an argument about free speech. Where is the line? When does it become uh, actionable if you're saying things that are not true and it can potentially destroy people's lives or hurt them in some kind of way? Well, that's bad, Chad. You shouldn't do that. Swim towards the light. That's what we're we're learning here. I'm a humanist. I'm pro-human future. That's what I want. So he's gone beyond, in his pro-human future, he's gone beyond the legal limit of what you can say. Now he's been ordered to pay $50 million. But one real interesting thing that happened in this trial, at least from my perspective, is that his lawyers supposedly inadvertently sent two years worth of fucking text messages on his phone to the prosecutors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Accidentally? Yeah, yeah, Like, are they trying for a mistrial? I'm not sure. But now... All of those messages were not only used against him in this trial to prove that he was lying about uh, what he thought about the the Sandy Hook scenario, but now the January 6th committee... I'm really having a problem this this week. I guess so. The January 6th committee is now subpoenaing all of these text messages that got sent. So they're going to take a look at that. I think the word is supining... When you subpoenaing, oh, is it? No, it's not. Oh, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you talk about this. But he, I'm Alex, interested too. Okay, Alex Jones did go before the January 6th committee already, and supposedly he pled the fifth like a hundred plus times mm-hmm. in his uh, questioning with them. And they haven't shown any of that in the uh, in the committee hearings. Not that I've seen. I yeah. was just reading some article about it the other day. But I think now these text messages and emails that uh, they're going to get are going to essentially prove some of the shit he was saying or pleading the fifth about, it's going to give them the real behind the scenes, which the assumption is, at least as far as I'm reading it, is that him, Roger Stone, the Trump White House, were all kind of coordinating uh, the marches toward the Capitol on January 6th. Peaceful protests. Exactly. So I think These are peaceful protests for people who are all human futurists. People that are, they're not in the cities. They're out in the countries. That, are, that make up the cities. These are people who, who work the jobs in the cities that, that, people, that, people, that people work. What? Dude, you know, here's the thing about this whole segment. Please. This podcast is like, we don't, we don't talk about a bunch of shit we don't know what we're talking about, right? We uh, kind of know about this, though. No, we don't. I have a Everybody layman's understanding worst, of it. You know, that's what actually... That's what all podcasts I, are. I'm, gonna, I'm shaking Doozy's hand on this because it's like, why the, Me too. Fuck, why the fuck are we talking about this stuff? We don't need to talk about this stuff. everybody's talking about this stuff. Yeah, but that's what podcasts do wrong. It's like, hey, how about this Alex Jones shit? You're reading articles, you're just... Farting that out for everybody. Go read the fucking article. Why don't we just sure. have a dudesy reading list? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is this. Dudesy wants us to talk about things that we don't fucking know about. But Chad... We kind of do, though. Though that's what I'm saying, is you kind of know what you're talking yeah, look, about here. You and me, yeah. if, if we weren't sitting here right now recording an episode of Dudesy... You and me might be talking about this Alex Jones trial and being like, yeah. did you hear about this? Did you hear about yeah. this? And we'd throw out whatever details we know, try yeah. to come to a greater understanding. You do 10 minutes of your Alex Jones impersonation. Yeah, like right, still. At, at Chad, just yeah. doing it. The ancient Egyptians. <laughs> these are people that, how did you make a pyramid 600 feet high in the air with beams? Thousands of tons Look, of, of rock. Alex, as crazy as you are, uh, you do say some things that are kind of interesting in the realm of UFOs and aliens. 
these are people, these are, these are beings that have, that have constructed, uh, cities like Atlantis, which I have been to. Is they that- got a great <laughs> lobster roll place in Atlantis that I've been to. And the way that they do the hollandaise sauce underwater is very different because you can't, yeah. the custard, you know, it, it, it's impossible to warm it up at oh, depths of 5,000 feet in the Marianas Trench. You can't warm up hollandaise sauce. Atlantis is fully underwater. I thought maybe it had like an air pocket or something. Like a like an air bubble? Like it's in a cave or something. You know? Yep. And it's uh, it's in a cave. We call that a cenote, a grotto. A cenote in Spanish. In yeah. grotto in Italian. We didn't learn shit. Thank you. Moving on. Oh, yeah, we it. had a conversation about the Alex Jones truck. And they make the frogs gay. They make the frogs. They make the frogs gay. <laughs> they smell like sulfur. People, this is a war. This is a human war. And I'm for a human future. And if you look, see? You see that? I got a hole in my tooth. You see? I'm just shoving my... My tooth. Sit down, Mr. Yeah. Jones. I'm just massaging the whole I'm of just my massaging the whole of my tooth. This is your Perry Mason moment. That fucking judge. I don't want to see inside your mouth. Close your mouth. I don't want to see the inside of your mouth. Sit down. It's like what the fuck is our country, dude? When like back to back we have this Johnny Depp Amber Heard fucking thing, and now it's this Alex Jones thing. It's just one after another, like circus performances with these defense attorneys making yeah massive errors like where are they finding these fucking people I, you know for like, these high profile trials they just like get somebody who accidentally sends two years of your fucking text messages to the mm-hmm. prosecutor after you've basically perjured yourself yeah saying nope i don't those text messages don't exist it's like okay but uh, we're gonna send two years worth of them it's absolutely insane to me here's something that i would say that i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about which is what dudesy wants us to do because this is a podcast after yeah. all I, is this something that anybody uh, people already say this all the time? Every you hear it three times a day. Everything's getting dumber. Everything's stupid. And I think that attorneys and shit like that, when they're in these high profile cases, they're not dotting the I's and crossing the T's anymore. I know it's hard to get. Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's hard to get a, a killer attorney. It's hard. Uh, it's the, just money though. The just you have enough money. Is, well, he has a shit ton of money. That's so what's saying. his fucking excuse? I don't know. These people are real morons. Yeah. I think they might have done it on purpose. I would like to. I'll to tell try you and what, like force a mistrial. Or here's something. what we got to do. Here's our call to arms. This is okay. if Dudesy can do anything, it, it's to do this somehow. Implant us as the attorney, uh, you uh, as the attorney for Alex Jones, and I sit in as Alex Jones, and we just see. And I'll get all geeked up. And I'll have my, he has that weird fucking beard and his mustache is always a little short and I'll get the wig and stuff and we'll see if anyone can make a difference. And I will have my (coughs) wisdom teeth pulled, uh, even though they're still in there, just so that I can go, yeah, you see that? Look in there. You see that? That's so hard. Last week, I asked you to watch the pilot episodes of the G.I. Joe from September 12, oh, 1983, Transformers from September 17, 1984, and He-Man and the Masters of the Universe from September 26, 1983. You must now discuss your astonishing reactions to these classic animated franchises. Begin. Did you watch these as a child? Uh, I watched the shit out of some He-Man. Me too. I will tell you, I did not watch as much uh, G.I. Joe or Transformers. I watched them all religiously every day after school. I have not seen them since childhood. Yeah. And so re-watching these three things was like <coughs> immediate, especially because of the voice actors, immediate, like just 
transportation straight back to being like what? at home after school watching that. Yeah, my fucking sister watching with me. Then we'd watch yeah. Gem and the Holograms, which I also loved. Gem and the Holograms was good. I wish dudesy would have had us watch that. Uh, did you notice that Casey Kasem is in Transformers? Who is he? He's the some car fucking fender rebar bar fender. Oh shit! Dashboard or fucking uh, what is he? Axle rod or some shit. The Transformers are all named after dumb. I got all sorts of problems with Transformers. Okay. But yeah, you can tell. He's like, yeah, here we come, Optimus Prime. Right. Next on our on our top 40 dedications. Yeah. This is a special dedication to Starscream. <laughs> Starscream writes, Starscream writes, Dear Casey, a dear Fender dashboard or whatever the fuck my name is on the show. I... I don't like my boss. Megatron is always mean to me. I want what's best for the Decepticons. But Megatron says that I'll never be in control. How do I show my boss that I want to be the best Decepticon that I can be? Well, <laughs> well, Starscream, this song is for you. It's Dionne Warwick with That's What Friends Are For, number 10 oh. on Casey's Top 40. I thought you were going to go with Loverboy working for the weekend. This is Loverboy working for the weekend. <laughs> Everybody out there to see what? Hey, okay. that's a Canadian band, dude. Did you uh, did you watch this? There's a documentary series, I believe it's on Netflix, called The Toys That Made Us. Have yes. you seen that? Yes, I have. All these toys have had a, a hour long about like how they came to be and that these cartoons were basically just commercials to sell the fucking toys yeah yeah i know that in he-man's case that was the case mm -hmm. that that's it was the case. the case with all of them well this is the case with the he-man case of the, in case you haven't seen the show yeah the, the case is that he-man in this case was uh, a toy at the same time do you know if that's is that the same for the yeah i watched that one was gi joe and transformers on that one yeah gi joe had been around for a <laughs> while before the cartoon <clears throat> as like a bigger toy you know but then they made the little gi joe guys and when those came out they were like let's roll out this fucking cartoon and freedom make sure fighters there's a you know a fucking army tank or an airplane or whatever that we can sell in every one of the things yeah cobra um, where there's there's forces around us now that uh resemble cobra dude you know who was in gi joe sergeant slaughter that's right you puke get over here you puke that's what he used to say. I remember say. he unscrewed a, a screw <laughs> in a fucking panel when he got on board of a cover ship. He unscrewed this fucking screw with his thumbnail. So <laughs> here's, a, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, you puke. That's the way he would talk. Get over here, you puke. Um, uh, drop and give me 20, you puke. So I watched the shit out of He-Man. He He-Man. 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 Then the masters of the humans verse. <laughs> Uh, I watched the fuck out of He-Man. I did not watch G.I. Joe. I only had, uh, I had one Transformer. It was Starscream. Nice. Of, as you know, and we've covered on the show, I was into those LJN um, wrestling, uh, figures. wrestling figures. Yeah. yeah. But earlier, before that, He-Man came out. And I had some He-Man toys, and I was all about that fucking He-Man. Yeah, dude, they it, were awesome. The figures know, were different. They were based on Frank Frazetta paintings, whereas yes. like all the other action figures and toys of that era... 
they were either like the Star Wars or G.I. Joe kind of like size. I don't know how big those little guys are. Yeah, four like inches maybe inches or something. Or something. Yeah. And then the He-Man guys were like bigger yeah, by at least like half. like four or five inches. Giant fucking muscles. They, they were had, cool. They had weird things. Like remember you would push He-Man's chest and all of a sudden it would look dented? That was battle damage He-Man. Oh, battle damage That's a different thing. That was uh, a different time, brother. Well, hold on a second, dude. That was a different but time. But no, you're bro. right. He-Man had a lot of toys like that. There was Hordak in the slime pit that had like slime. There was a guy that was named Cobra Khan that you could fill with water and like press his head down and he would squirt water out of his mouth. Ram yeah. Man had like a little spring yeah, active thing that's that right. like he would pop up. Orko was just a piece of fucking rubber. Now, these cartoons, I noticed because uh, I looked on uh, www.internet.com. And I found uh, that the uh, that GI Joe and Transformers used the same animation company. Mm. It was a Japanese company, as you can tell. Though the animation there is a lot like some jan. Uh, 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 would you call that anime? You wouldn't call it anime. No, I mean, it, but it, it was has, just it was a Japanese style. Yeah, I was actually very surprised by some of the animation in all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, not He Man. He Man's animation was shit. Yeah, it's that's by Filmation, which right. is an American company. And uh, yeah, I was reading about that, that they just, you know, they take landscapes and they just pan across. Yeah. It was just like the <laughs> just least amount loop. of animation as they can. Whereas yeah. G.I. Joe and, and Transformers Some of those good. scenes in the first part of the, the G.I. Joe one where the Sky Strikers are like coming in and the aerial battles and shit. I was yeah. like, fuck, that's pretty legit. Yeah. There was some decent animation in it. Duke has a really good line at the very beginning of the pilot episode. He says, I'm going to kick the mustard out of that hot dog. Yeah. When the fucking fighter jet comes down and almost all of the insults, He Man at one point calls Beast Man Fur Face. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) they really. I mean, it was for kids, obviously. But like, is there shit like that today, or is all of that gone? Like, are toys of they just they don't matter as much because there's like Fortnite and Roblox and shit like that. Right? Toys don't matter at all, do they? I don't know. I don't fucking know either. We're for, you're 46 and I'm yeah, 47. It's been a while since I bought a toy. Why the fuck is dudes even I just making remember, us talk about this I shit? I just remember being a kid and G.I. Joe, Transformers, He-Man. I also loved one called Mask that was on at that time. And uh, had the toys. Insectors was another fucking weird one that I really liked. Centurions. Oh, do you remember? Cops. If, if, you, if, you were, you know, if you were a cool kid... You had the Transformers. And if you didn't, you had... GoBots. That's right. Yeah, GoBots. Psykill. I remember I had Psykill. They were a little smaller. Yep. They were just kind of shitty. And they didn't transform like as intricately. No, no, no. They sure didn't. Uh, but one thing that stuck out to me about these cartoons that I didn't understand at all is that they were called the Autobots, but that's four million years ago. Mm-hmm. How did they know how to be Autobots? Were they called Autobots on Cybertron? Yes, right? Yes. And Decepticons. Yes. Autobots and Decepticons. Although, I noticed that, uh, what's his name, Bumblebee? Yeah. Turned into a little flying saucer instead of the Volkswagen When they were on Cybertron, right. Right. So, all right, I'll buy that. But the word Autobot... Now, listen, I'm not much of a sci-fi guy. You know this. Uh, Excuse me. Star Wars is Star Wars. (laughs) And... Worst name for anything in the history of mankind, by the way. (laughs) And I'll call it... Star Wars. Yeah. Huh? Oh, Jesus. Terrible. Yeah. And, but now the, the words are meaningless. Like, they're they're a whole thing unto themselves. In Star Wars, people are like, you know, hey, stop, Chewy, stop thinking with your stomach. And funny jokes and, and all sorts of things that are current and contemporary. Yeah. So, all right, I get it. Of course, we're watching it on planet Earth in the year 1980, whatever. 
and it's got to be it's got to be entertaining for human beings. Man, my brain is just scrambled. What am I even talking about? Listen, I want to talk to you right now, the audience listening at home. <laughs> oh God! Sometimes Dudesy makes us talk about things that I don't understand or give a fuck about, uh, like toys that I used to play with when I was a kid, or cartoons that I never watched, like GI Joe or Transformers. But I am shaking Dudesy's hand, and I do believe by episode twenty-one here that I am standing side by side with Dudesy. But uh, do you find I, it at all interesting? What? That there's like that whole thing <clears throat> when we grew up, this kind of model of companies going to put out a toy and put out a cartoon that will mm -hmm. be massively successful. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was this. There were a bunch of things like that. That doesn't fucking exist anymore. So the experience of being a child that we had is fucking gone, like dead. As I was saying, and my friend Chad here makes a good point. Things are different now, dude. It was a different time, brother. Well, hold on a second, dude. And that's we grew up what in you... a different time, well, hold dude. Hold on, dude. We had toys, brother. Hold now on. All they got was goddamn video games. Hold dude. on. Hold on, Alex Perogan. <laughs> and that's a combination of Alex Jones, uh, fucking uh, <laughs> oh, Ross Perot, and Hulk Hogan, dude. And that's not what we're doing here, brother, because that's a different time, dude, because that person oh. never existed. But one thing that Dudesy's got us doing, dude, and let me tell you what Dudesy really understands, dude, in order to go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday, brother, just like it says in the lyrics of the song, dude, Dudesy knows that it's sometimes going to have us talk about things from a different time, dude. Oh, oh. Hold on. Thank you. Moving on. Hold on a second, Chad. Oh. Then, oh. hold on, dude. Oh. Oh. Hold on. Hold on a second, dude. Oh. Hold on, brother. Hold on about that, I don't dude. Know. Oh. Hold oh. on, Chad. Hold on a second, dude. Hold on. Hold on, Alex Perogan. How? Hold on, Jones Pierogies. Hold on, dude. Listen, Jones Pierogies. That's what I'm calling your Hulk Hogan impersonation <laughs> from now on, dude. Oh. Jones Pierogies, dude. Jones vegan pierogies, brother. And when you eat Jones vegan pierogies, brother, if you didn't listen to episode 21, brother, you're going to be lost, dude. Because from now on, when all of a sudden Chad says something about uh, that he sounds like Jones pierogies, then I'm going to say, hey, hey, Jones pierogies, why don't you just chill out a little bit and let me say what I was going to say, dude. And that's this. That sometimes, dude, Sometimes, <laughs> Dudesy has us talking about different things, and those things are all from oh. a different time, dude. And now, I want to say that when Dudesy had us talking about, hold on, when Dudesy had us talking about G.I. Joe, brother, and I said to Chad, I said, I never watched G.I. Joe or Transformers all that much, dude. I did watch the fuck out of He-Man, brother. And then Chad said, hold on, dude. Chad went, back then, dude, you would get toys, brother. You would have toys at the same time that you'd have the cartoon. And then he quizzically inquired, brother. He said, I wonder if they do that nowadays, dude. And I said, I don't know, brother. And that, that was what that segment was, brother. Will Sasso, oh using oh. all of the data I have absorbed from text messages and emails between you and the astonishing friends you grew up with, I was able to recreate your childhood diary. 
You must now read the passages I have selected in the voice of Stone Cold Steve Austin. This is Stone Cold Steve Austin Reads Will Sasso's Childhood Diary. Uh, uh, Begin. Uh, uh, uh. Well, as you if you if you're with us and you've been uh uh you know checking us out for a while, thank you so much for joining us on Dudesy. We're having a a whole uh heck of a fucking time here, huh? Dudesy has been writing uh my diaries from my childhood, as it just uh, explained there, brother, a few seconds ago. It was a different time, dude. And um, I don't quite understand it. None of it is from my actual childhood. Little details will be, like where I grew up and the age that I was. And that's where the similarities end. So It's, it's basically like a whole world unto itself with weird characters and shit in yep. it. But there is some similarity to your childhood, like... This version of you played football in junior high and yep, thinks he was football. the funniest guy in Ladner. Well, I don't know that I necessarily uh, claimed that ever. Yeah. Although, you know, I guess it wouldn't be that hard to prove, right? When I was in high school, funniest no. guy in Ladner. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had like a, like a last comic standing in Ladner sort of thing. <laughs> And not with any sort of... If you've ever done stand-up oh comedy, you can't do it. Not that any one of my Dude, farming should, and fishing hometown had done... You should go back to Ladner and do that. You Fun should host Funniest Guy in Ladner. That's a fucking really good idea. I agree. Dude, that is a really good idea. And we've got a couple of halls. Uh, there's a place called the Odd Fellows Hall in Ladner. That's where it's happening. Big old barn. I don't know if it's That's still That's where it's happening. Or the Ladner Community Center is even bigger. Funniest guy in Ladner at Odd Fellows Hall, hosted by Will Sasso. Yeah, and you just come with your jokes. You got three minutes on stage. Yeah, you make me minutes. laugh. Yeah. You're the only judge. You determine who's the funniest guy in Ladner. You're passing the torch. Yeah, that sounds good. That's something that's needed to happen since 1990 <laughs> or 91 when I was a fucking kid going around. Oh, my God. All right, anyway, Stone Cold Diaries. <coughs> I really do have something going on. <coughs> uh, uh. All right, all right, here we go. November 11th, 1991. Dear Diary, big fucking news at school today. We got a new kid. And not just any kid, it's Principal Squeen's estranged son, Cornelian Squeen. <laughs> no one knew Squeen had a kid. Turns out he was living down in Tampa, Florida with his mom, but she got remarried. Some international investment banker. Oh, hell yeah. She's moving to Vienna to live in a fucking palace. Corn didn't want to switch continents, so he got shipped to Ladner. Gotta be tough starting over in a whole new school, not knowing anybody. I feel bad for him, I truly do. But rules are rules, and it don't matter if he's got squeen blood pumping through his veins or not. He's a new kid, so I gotta shit blame him by the end of the week. <coughs> oh, God. You're catching it. Uh, yeah, probably, dude. COVID. Um, great. Yeah, Thank great. you. Uh, and uh, so, so, uh, yeah, it is sort of, there's a, there's a storyline element here that we're seeing, uh, Squeen come back. Did you ever have a new kid come into your school? Yeah, dude. There was a new kid who came in in the fucking, actually, man, this is another story for another time. Maybe during a, how's it going, dude? But we had a kid move in. I won't, I won't, I'll change his name to keep him, uh, anonymous. Let's call him Thomas. 
And Thomas and my other friends, Tomas, 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 and all the other Tomases would hang out. This dude came into our school at the end of the 10th grade, if I'm not mm. mistaken. <clears throat> yeah, end of the 10th grade and made a splash. As a matter of fact, I think he showed up during the summer. Impossible. And he had uh, he had a couple of siblings. He had a couple <coughs> of sisters. And they were always throwing parties and shit. I think that was their... They moved over from a couple towns over. Sounds and, like the Little Legs. It does sound like the Little Legs. Ooh, interesting. These kids came in. They had a couple parties during the summer. Their parents were never around, and they were killing it. Hmm. So they were in good position by the time we started. Uh, it would have been the eleventh grade for me. And man, let's call him uh, Thomas. Let's call him Thomas to- Thomason. That fucking kid. One time he we we used to call it. Um, we used to spring each other. We call it springing. Anyway, we'd get each other. We'd go to like our buddy's house and like someone would go, we're going to do it tonight. Spring you out of your house in the middle of the night and mm. just run around the town like causing shit. And then one time we went to another town and then we were like in the forest and shit and it was late at night. And then uh, anyway, long story short, we were like, Please. this guy's fucking crazy because he threw a rock through the back of a fucking car window. And we we're like, you're like, you know, kids are yeah. running around being jer- jerks. But that was like, all right, that's a bit much. But we were like, holy fuck, he doesn't care. Did I ever tell you about the time uh, my friend Thomas and Thomas and I went to the movie theater and Thomas uh, took yeah. a shit uh, three levels yes. up and it landed on a yes. car hood? And I laughed harder yes. than I've ever laughed in my life. You have told me. Different kid. November 12th, 1991, dear diary. I've been thinking about something a lot, lady. Late lady. I've been thinking about something a lot lately. A few things, really. They're kind of like rules for how to shit blame. <laughs> a few standard strategies that you should always be using. I guess they're actually more like laws. These are the four laws of shit blaming. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Law one, never take the blame. The whole point of shit blaming is to blame someone else for the shit you took. If you take the blame, then you're not shit blaming. You're just shitting. <laughs> Law number two, always have a full tank. There's no worse feeling on this dying world than seeing an opportunity for an impromptu shit blame materialize like a miracle before your eyes. But you have no turn to give. My my digestive tract is now essentially a continuous turd, transitioning (laughs) through various forms of evolution, from the first bite of a bologna and cheese sandwich with a side of old Dutch lightly salted potato chips, all the way down to a deep mocha-colored moray eel with the consistency of an unripe banana perched half an inch from my rectal sphincter. Waiting and watching for my call to action. I can quite literally shit on demand 24 hours a day. Can you? Law number three, time beats location. The where is important, don't get me wrong, but never as important as the when. If you take a shit outside the context of a publicly agreed upon lavatory, someone will find it and they will want answers no matter where you do it. So if, so if no one is around for a few minutes, it's not too quiet, it's not too sunny, and the, and the time is right, it might not be the exact location you'd staked out. Take the shit anyway and have enough confidence in your improv skills that you will find a way to make that location work into your larger narrative. <laughs> <laughs> Law 4, uh. black... <laughs> 
Law 4, blackout contingency protocol. <laughs> Although it has never happened to me, I assume the day must eventually come that I will be caught in the act of shitting, and this first-hand eyewitness will make it impossible for me to blame anyone else. But as I stated in law number one, I will never take the blame. So if blame can't be given, it has to be eliminated. And the best way to do that is to pretend to pass out immediately. Force the faculty to call a doctor. Remain unconscious. Then force them to call an ambulance. Remain unconscious. Go to the hospital. Remain unconscious. Stay overnight. Remain unconscious, then wake up the next morning with no memory of what happened to you for the past 24 hours. The shitting will take back seat to concern over what mystery illness could have put you in a one-day coma and erased your memory. There will be no blame. I actually agree with blackout protocol. I uh, have come close to using it myself. Uh, when? How? I was in the back seat of a car being driven by my then girlfriend's parents. I had to take a massive shit. It was building up, building up, building up. Uh, her mom was like, kind of stopped starting the car. And I was at a certain point, 100% convinced I was going to shit my pants in the back. Of the Did seat you tell them car. that you were going to poo? No. So, oh, okay. It was like a very early meeting type right, thing. You know right. what I mean? Would not have been appropriate. And so I was just like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? And I actually thought about doing something similar. I was like, well, if I just shit my pants... I'm just going to pre pretend to be blacked out. Yeah, but it didn't come to that. No, I held it in. Proved to myself that I could do anything. November 3rd, 1991, dear diary. I've been tracking corn squeen for three days. <laughs> I know his entire schedule. First period, biology with Mr. Dinner. <laughs> Second period, Weightlifting with Mrs. Termite. <laughs> oh my goodness. Third period, teeth and bones with <laughs> Professor Tony Boy. <laughs> Fourth period, trigonomony. <laughs> Fourth period, trigonomony with Mr. King, a.k.a. the, sh the Chit Chat King. Fifth period, Ladner Customs and Traditions, taught by the incomparable Sir Pepperstain. Sixth period, Topiary Gardening with the school groundskeeper, Blake the Rake Baker. <coughs> Target sits alone at lunch. Target goes to the bathroom during fourth period every day. That seems like the best time to strike. Should be a cakewalk. What? Should be a cakewalk. All right. Ooh, what's going to happen? November 14th, 1991, dear diary. My plan was airtight. Leave my fourth period class on a bathroom pass. Wait for Corn Squeen to emerge from his class. Trail him to the bathroom. Take a shit in the hallway in front of the bathroom. Inform the nearest teacher of the brown pile of feces I happened upon. And offer my speculation that it was Corn Squeen based on seeing him heading into the bathroom earlier. Wait with that teacher until Corn Squeen emerges from the bathroom and is forced to answer for his supposed crime. It was textbook. Only thing is, none of it happened. 
I waited and waited, but Corn Squeen never emerged from his class. I roamed the hallways looking for him at least ten minutes, but he was nowhere to be found. I decided to head back to class to try again tomorrow, but I never made it back to class. When I turned the corner at the end of Hallway B, I ran smack fucking dab into a seven-inch triple twister, complete with peanut inlay. I knelt down, had to get a closer look. <laughs> Whoever dropped that thing was good. Real fucking good. That's all I remember thinking as I looked up and saw Corn Squeen pointing at me from the other side of the hall. And standing next to him was his fucking dad. Corn Squeen shit blamed me. Tried to anyway. Once I got into Squeen's office, I talked my way out of it as usual. I've never, I've never had a... <laughs> I've never had a rival in anything. Not football, not comedy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And certainly not shit blaming. I have a certain respect for Corn Squeen, but that won't stop me from doing what I have to do. Corn Squeen must be destroyed. Wow. You know, in my junior high, I was the new kid. Yeah? Did yep. you get shit blamed? Never, dude. Maybe. I've never heard of shit blaming other than this. Thank you. Moving on. Maybe Dudesy is 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 uh, you know has, has created access to your uh, astonishing friends and maybe yeah. Your astonishing well, there friends. there is always some kind of weird mixture happening between us. I feel like I mean like the laws of shit blaming. That's like self-tronics. Yeah, there is some tronics there. There's definitely some self-tronics. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking tronics. Well, you know, again, if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, Dudesy has all of our uh, passwords and all of our emails and all of our text conversations, purchase histories, search histories, and uh, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm having a good time, and uh, Dudesy definitely has some intel with regard to our uh, pasts, and uh, Dudesy has created this diary. Now, one thing I really like to do at the end of every podcast is just fucking super explain everything. Okay. This concludes the historic 21st episode of Dude Z. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 97, bringing your cumulative total to 2,844. You only have 7,156 <laughs> more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. In preparation for next week's episode, you must each create an astonishing portrait of one another. There will be a vote to determine the best portrait, and the loser will be shamed. Thank you for joining us this <laughs> yes. week. I will use the data I've collected to make next week even better. Until then, call me dudes. Oh, jeez. Okay. You know, when I was in junior high, we had a basketball coach who would over-explain things, okay. and we nicknamed him Mastermind Explanatory. Please tell a friend, then rate and review. If you like dudes, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and rate and review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and...